Hello and welcome to the 67th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast on the internet, hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the Brock to my Sindri, Mr. Kale Adam. When you like what you hear, you can and should review us on any podcast service that will allow it. It helps us out a lot, especially being that we are awesome. Never forget. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod if you want to. Twitter's the real G, honestly. Don't worry about Instagram if I'm being 100% honest with you. Twitter's the go. Uh, but if you don't have Twitter, just enjoy the show. With that out of the way, Kale, how you going? I'm hopeful, Kavinda. Today was a good day to be involved in the video game industry. I was surrounded by new video games. I got to play new video games. I got to think and write about new video games. And that is exciting to me. So hopeful. What new video games did you play? I can't talk about it. Don't yeah, stop asking me. <laughs> stop asking me about Don't it. Don't declare it if you can't talk can't about it. Get you. out of here, dude. I can, you little scam. I'll tell you next week. Don't worry about yeah, it. It's look, not a big we deal. were blessed with a state of play announced <laughs> yesterday at, that it was going to be this morning at 8 a.m. So we are fortunate enough to be able to re- cover it today. So you will have the latest news fresh. Fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> fresh in a couple of days. It was a good one. It was fine. It was a good one. We're not going to talk yeah. about it here. We've got a whole other... We'll talk about it later. It was fine, though. It was okay. It was a good one. You're dead it inside. Was okay. There was things I liked about it. We'll, we'll get there. The PSVR mm. stuff was more interesting to me than the other not PSVR stuff, though. But what, why are we even talking about it now? We're blowing our water early and that's... I know. No I want to know what you've done no this week. No one enjoys that. If you've done ever, anything at all. No. You always seem so busy and it's shocking when we get here and you're like, no, I have no Yeah, because I have to f- record this and then I have to edit this and that takes up like two of my afternoons. They're gone. They're wasted at that point. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we did go to Sean's house and we helped him renovate his laundry room. I and saw then we that. stayed through the Actually, night and wait. partied down, which was pretty fun. Just for everyone that doesn't have access to the, uh, the Instagram videos that I saw, it seems like the more masculine of Sean's friends did a lot of work. I didn't really see you in any of the videos. Uh, well, if they needed a network designed, I was probably going to be the man to go to, but they didn't. No, I was more there for moral support. I yeah. like to walk in and just say stuff about like, yeah, a couple mil here or there. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I just, like, just get in there. It's just kind of confusing because you said that you were involved with some renovations. I just didn't see anything. I was involved. Like. I was there. I, I Oh yeah. I helped cut things and I helped put things up and I was involved, but very minimally by comparison. <laughs> uh, I'm not a plumber by trade, so the plumbing was not up to me, you know, and I I'm not a handyman slash council worker by trade, so any handiwork again was not me. I don't own tools. The tools I own are to open computers, and that's just not going to work. I get it. It's good money. It's more than I'll ever make, but I just I just couldn't be a, a plumber. I can't be doing it. I can't get that dirty. If I was going to be a tradesman, I was going to be an electrician, for sure. Not a well, plumber. no, here's, here's the thing, because my dad really wanted me to be a tradesman, which is insane for anyone that knows <laughs> yeah, anyone yeah, at all. Not, not a chance in hell. I, it's good to know that you just disappoint your dad. Well, look. In a lot of ways, I do. But he is a tradesman, a quote-unquote real man. And even he was like, the money is incredible, but like, do you know how many fucking spiders and snakes you're dealing with as an electrician up in people's roofs and stuff, like in the crawl spaces? Like, that is not for me at all. Well, best case scenario is you're an electrician and you only work on like new job sites. So there is no in-roof spaces. Like, you're just 
you know it's easier. But that's not always the case. It's like also best oh. case as a plumber is you're not going to someone's house and unclogging their toilet, but they're going to pay you a six hundred dollar call out fee on a Saturday to do a job that takes you ten minutes. You're probably going to go unclog the toilet. You know, that's it's just that's like such a rare situation because again we live in Queensland. Can you imagine being in the fucking crawl space of someone's house in the middle of summer? I still remember yeah. my cousin is a, a tiler. Uh, like roofing tiles and he talks about like how one of his friends like passed out up on the roof because the glare of the sun is so hot you're just like fucking melting up there all day long and that's yeah, your no, job no. it pays well but your life gets shortened and i'm good yeah you know what i mean i look i'll work for fucking peanuts and write about video games all day it's very safe and cool where i am i'll just do something i don't know what that is but i'll do something that's not outside in the sun in the queensland summer Mm. That's for sure. That's for sure. But yeah, that was all I did this weekend, and then wasn't feeling too good on Sat on Sunday, and then realised it was Sunday, which meant the next day was Monday, which meant I had to work, and that was a grim, grim realisation. <laughs> Is it? And again, I think I'm just—it's early days, but I'm so excited to work at the moment. Like I like my job. I look forward to Mondays, which is not something I've ever really had before. Didn't mind my last job either, actually. I, I didn't really dread it. I don't dread it. I just, I don't dread the work itself because the work is actually fine. It's, I just dread not being able to do whatever I want. It's like I, someone telling me I have to be somewhere. And I'm like, I don't want to do it because you're telling me to do it. Yeah, I dread that I have the same amount of work to do every day. And although it's not a lot, it's like it never is less. There's no lie. Yeah, you never days. have a quiet day. But in the best, and at the same respect, you never have a really crazy busy day. Because I will often will be like, I'm fucked today. Like I'm not gonna get all this done. That's literally impossible. So mm. I I'm, I planned out like the rest of my my next like maybe I don't know till like mid next week. I planned it out today, and I was like, oh, I'm done. Like there's like one day where I'm like, I can't do four of these today. Like are you crazy? But I, I'll figure it out. <laughs> nah, they'll just be late. <laughs> let's be honest. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Do we need to take a moment for the Queen? No, 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 no. We've, before we talk about the Queen, let's talk about the, the other one of the UK's treasures. Uh, I was watching a, a Netflix show. Oh, not Netflix, sorry. It was an Amazon Prime show. We were talking about being tradies and working out in the sun. But I, I was watching a show and it's about, you know, Jeremy Clarkson? He does, he's the dude that does Top Gear. Oh, yeah, yeah, got, yeah. And then he hit a, I think he hit a producer and then they fired him and then he did a show with Amazon. Yeah, I think he's like... Grand the tour or whatever. Uh, well, he's a, he's a legend. It, whatever. I'm sure the the producer deserved it. But <laughs> he has a show where he he bought a farm and the guy who ran the farm for him retired. So now he's learning how to be a farmer. Okay. And I think it's just called Jeremy Clarkson's Farm or something. But it is such a good show. And I literally okay. watched. I literally watched all of it in three days and then found I, I thought there was more and it was just one season and it was over and I was like fuck <laughs> but while I don't want to be a tradesman I think I just want to be a farmer thoughts on that uh well you know I've often brought up the story of the three days that I worked on a farm it was a chicken farm if I told you oh this. no 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 livestock mm. he has goats in that and that was a huge mistake or his sheep like whatever that was a big mistake for him like cost him so much money was not worth the time they don't make enough money. It was bad. No, I just mean like crops. Well, that I feel could be nice. I What I liked was um, we would feed the cows. There was a big cow paddock and that involved like a, a, a real man, a farming man, driving a ute while me and another young guy in the back with bales of hay would yep. throw the hay at the cows who were chasing after the ute. And that was a fucking vibe. 
because they're very cute and they're like galloping so, after the, the youth. I learned a lot watching the show because he got he got it and then they had like the wettest time ever while they were trying to plant crops. Then it was too dry while they were trying to grow crops, and then COVID happened. There was a lot of shit going on, and it actually seems like a terrible business, like oh yeah, business model. At the end of it all, his accountant goes through and is like, "Okay, so this was like what you the, the income you made. You made like one hundred ninety thousand dollars this year. Oh. And then let's go through all your costs." And he's like, "There was this, and there was this, and there was this, and there was this." And at the end of it, your grand total for one year of hard seven day a week labor was one hundred forty nine pounds. Jesus Christ! He's like, "You made about forty p- like forty pence a day." I was like, "Oh my god." But it just looks—it looks fun. But it's also he has an Amazon show following him, probably paying him more than that farm was even worth in the one season that he shot, and so he can afford to. Right. But it does highlight how tough farmers would have it. Like the weather just turns bad, you lose a crop. Like I'm not surprised that so many of them like are suicidal and depressed, and like it's brutal. It's a brutal thing, but it's a really good show. You should watch it. I was telling you, uh, we've been watching Better Call Saul, which I've never seen and I'm very much enjoying. But to make this relevant to our discussion, we just finished The West Wing, seven seasons. It took us close to six months to, to watch this shit through because they're hour-long episodes. There's 20 episodes in a season. Like That's absurd. It's a lot. There were so many. And it was good most of the way through. But Aaron, in... A pretty miraculous turn of events today. Picked. She was watching the uh, new God of War Ragnarok trailer that we're um, going to discuss later on. But Toby Ziegler, um, the one of the main characters of the West Wing, is the voice of Odin, and she picked it straight out of the trailer, hmm. just by his voice alone. And I was very, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was quite impressive. Nice. That's the cool. That's a really cool story, dude. I'm. Woo, that's so cool. This is cooler if you've seen The West Wing, but I doubt you have. (laughs) No, I haven't. I haven't. Way too long. There's shows like that. Like, I tried to start watching The Sopranos, but it's similar. It's just like five seasons, hour-long episodes, lots of episodes a season, and I just, I can't can't do it. I tried. I tried and I can't. I don't regret my time with that one. That was worth watching. But it was a long time ago, too. Speaking of worth watching, was there anything worth playing this week, Kyle? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk quickly about uh, Steel Rising again, which I talked about last week, reviewed, enjoyed, gave it a 3-5 in case you don't uh, remember. Of course, you, you gave read it a, that. You gave, it a, you gave it a long live play 6-5, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but it's so fascinating because I had an embargo and you couldn't talk about the state of the game until we did last week. Uh but they put out a big day one patch, and it's almost like a... It's not as outrageous as what happened with Days Gone, but, like, I like this game better this week. I've been playing it again, like, just trying out a different build and fucking around with it, and it just feels better all round. And I just couldn't stop thinking about, like... I get it. There's, like, issues that they couldn't release this patch pre-launch, but fucking hell did it hurt them? Like, maybe... And again, this sounds so dumb and it's so petty, but, like... Maybe that was, you know, an 8 out of 10 for them instead of a 7 because it's just fluid. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that they wouldn't, like, just delay it a week just to get that patch done, you know? And I don't think people were like, this game didn't seem like it had the masses clamoring and, like, hyped out of their minds. So I feel like they could have been like, hey, we're going to push it one week and then they could have had that patch out pre-release. Yeah, 
and it could have been better off for them in the long run. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting choice, especially because it's not like they were competing with anything, releasing. No, they're the really. Time. They had a really nice window, and again, it doesn't change like some of the weird storytelling stuff it does, but it does make the gameplay, which is all this really is, better. And so it's yeah. just unfortunate that everyone that reviewed it played it in a slightly worse state. <laughs> is and it now something? I'm can, it. You, can you go back to, to Infinite and amend your review? No, like, that's do an not, update. That's I was talking to Aaron about it too. I was like, well, that's it. Just has to be reviewed, and that's the state they sent it out in. So that's what it is. It's unfortunate for them. Uh, yeah, but even not a, not don't even not even to change the score. But I think it would be a cool thing if you could go back and like add a little like update at the bottom of your review, being like, yeah. since this this patch came out, which fixed this this and this, and makes the gameplay experience better. It'd be it's a nice just too thing hard. To do, but yeah, no, it would have um, to be done. It's not, but it's fine. There is a site that does that with service games because it's crazy to review Destiny two five years at ago. Launch. Yeah, yeah, and like not update that at all. But like for something like this, you're like. I don't know. You yeah, kind of get one they, shot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. They they shot themselves in the foot with that one, which is yeah, it's fun. But no, in, enjoying it. I did toy around with going for the platinum, but it's ludicrous. Um, it is ludicrous. But I do want a platinum. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. You it's do want a, a platinum. I want a platinum. I'd like to work on one, yes. I've been aggressively considering getting The Last of Us Part 1. I'm glad you say that because I'm sort of... It's hard because I think we're getting to a point where I'm not going to have time for The Last of Us now. Yeah, that's kind of my thinking as well. I, I've just been really shocked. I turned my PlayStation on and I, I started three games yesterday and I was like, I don't want to play any of these. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I think what Need, Need for Speed Heat was free on PlayStation Plus and my brother was like, yeah, we're playing it. You should jump in and play. And I started it. I tried to do one race and I was like, I fucking hate this. And then I booted up. What was the other one? Uh, Totem, I think it was called. Oh, Toem? Toem, maybe it was like the, again the free PlayStation Plus game. Yeah, it's like I've all seen black that and white, and like the art style's cool and everything. And I just, I couldn't give it enough time to suck me in. I was like, I just don't want to play this either. And I just moved away from that as well. And I eventually, I just ended up going back to Cyberpunk and being like, this is the only game that seems to hold my attention at all. And That's I fine. just am still playing Cyberpunk, and I have nothing more to say that I haven't said before. Still pretty jank, and surprisingly so. Like, yeah. It's weird, dude. It's weird this game is still as jank as it, as it is, but it's... No, it is worse than Fallout games at launch. I'm going to say it. I think it still is worse oh. than like a launch Fallout game in terms of its bugs that I, I've been seeing. So, it's still disappointing and UI still gross and all over the place and it's really hard for me to compare guns that I'm using. And It's just so weird. The, AI, the, the UI is so counterintuitive. It really blows my mind. I forgot that like weapons are sort of like randomized in that, and I don't, I don't think I like that. Like, I think I, like I do that. to a point. It depends on the game. Like I think with a Borderlands, like a Borderlands it works, yeah. right? But for I don't know for this, I just think it's maybe too overkill, especially because they added more weapons since that last patch. But I just think more more than that, it's just a lot of like I don't know NPCs I'm fighting just kind of teleport around, like but not there's some that are meant to do that. Like they've got like some perks Little or something thingy. where they they dash at you really quickly and like jump step, like teleport, short distances, whatever. But there's some that literally just glitch and they like fall on their back and their animations are all janky. And I'm like, it's just so bizarre. I find stealth is nearly impossible in this game as well. Like I try, I've literally put points into my stealth to make it easier. And it just seems nearly impossible to do. So I'm like, I might as well just give up on stealth and just walk into every interaction with my guns blazing. Cause yeah. I can decimate people like that. It's a, it's a weird game. I, yeah, I don't know. I like love it the, and hate um, it somehow. 
What's like the quick hacking that you do, like when you're just like cruising around? Quick hacks. It is quick hacks. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was doing that with like a really high cool stat and like big pistols and katanas, and that's how I enjoyed it. Like huge criticals. Yeah, it was good shit. Yeah, I've been going into pistols, but I've been doing um, annihilation. So I've got shotguns going pretty well right now, and I love mm. the shotguns. Like they're very satisfying. You hit someone and they hit the floor, like they're on their back. Uh, mm. But enemies end up being a little bit too bullet spongy for me. But I guess that's just kind of how an RPG is a lot of the time. A like, shooter RPG, unfortunately. One dude wearing a, a, a denim jacket gets three shotguns to the chest and gets up, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, yeah, what are you talking that's about? Always, Your head should be with- gone." <laughs> Yeah, like fall out on the higher difficulties. You're like, this isn't fun. Yeah. Although but- again, that's that's the beauty of the modded Fallout 4 because they put like a, a lethal mode where it's yep. like they do more damage, but so do you. So you do still you. put yeah, them I down. Like that. I, there was actually that crossed my mind when I was playing it last night where I was like, oh, maybe maybe I should get this on PC and see what mods are, like what mods exist. I've actually not even looked into it. Yeah, I feel like by this point there might be some pretty decent mods that will like fix some of the issues. But it is just a, it's a imperfect. It's an imperfect good game. I don't, I can't, I can't figure it out. It's weird. But anyway, I'm still playing it. I've got nothing else to play. Kavinder, if you just play Cyberpunk for long enough, you might be able to ditch it. And play The Witcher 3 on PS5, which is apparently still coming out this year, says CDPR. That's CD Project Red. <laughs> Look, honestly, I would. I straight up would. If, if, let's say, like, next week, The Witcher 3 update came out and I could transfer my save across that I started on the PS4 version, I would do it immediately and I would give up on the on, on Cyberpunk, for sure. Because it is just a better game all around. But At this point... I don't I- think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't believe it. They reckon it's going to... I kind of believe them. To be honest, this has been in the works forever now. Like, it's got to be nearly done. I guess. What about, like, some people have really picking terrible times to figure out to release games. Like, why would you... Like, they needed to release this two months ago, and it would have been the best, dude. I would have played this entire game again. Yeah. But now they're going to release it on the, like, right before God of War comes out, Callisto Protocol's coming out, Gotham Knights is coming out. I'm like, Dead you've space. missed it. You missed your opportunity. Yeah. As a quick segue, here's a game you want to check out some mods for. I have this on PC, and it's can't. I that's where I get stuck because I'm like, I'd love this on PS5, but I have a better version right here in front of me. Like, it's there's total overhaul mods for this that like do away with the combat system and like re-implement it. They make like signs way different. It's kind of an interesting prospect because you're like, as good as a PS5 version of this is, your computer will run it better, and that's just what it is this is like well, a it, five year I, seven year old game at this point yeah it looked true but i don't want to because i have a i have all my saves on my playstation that's true and but you Kale, gotta start again i want trophies no i don't have to start again i did this i did i did this on purpose i did the same with red dead but red dead fucked me but i played the first 15 hours 10 15 hours just to get to a point where you where wanna- I, i'm out of the fucking intro area and i'm good no, I have to continue with my tradition with The Witcher, which is where I start a brand new game and I play up until I uh, meet the witch and you go into the, the, the caves. Uh, in like the, the, the bog? No, the it's like, of the- oh, no, no, the sorceress. The first sorceress who is not one of your like love interests. So, I, though I think you can bang. 
but she's like the first <laughs> sorceress, and you like go yeah, okay, into the okay. elven tombs. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. This is yeah, this okay. is the first major dungeon, and you see the wild hunt in there. That's where I burn out. <laughs> Just after that's that. Fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, I want to play it, but I also it's just a long game, and a lot's coming out. So I think yeah, I really think they missed an opportunity on this one. It, Maybe another it is, day. It is really fucking good though. Like I always think back to um. There's a particular quest which I just stumbled upon, and I don't know if you ever saw this one, but it's like you, and spoilers for a seven-year-old video game, but I'm just going to talk about a random side quest in it. So, this is your warning. Three, two, one. (laughs) You come across a village, and everyone's dead, and you think that it was monsters, and you start, like, doing your witcher shit, and you're like, whoa, this is rings of power, there must be a... (laughs) But it's not. You you no, that's deduce, a show on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. You deduce that another witcher came to the town and they betrayed him and they like tried to kill him in the barn and he loses it and kills everyone and you track him down and he's wounded in the woods and he's from the cat school and you end up fight. Like you can punish him or you can let him go. But it's so cool as like a one and done mission. Like you put it all together, you go find him, and then you can fight an actual witcher like you. And it's so awesome. Like, I'll never forget Ooh. it because I just stumbled on it. Like, it wasn't like I had a quest to go here. I just walked into this vid- village where everyone was dead and it went from there. Yeah, fuck. It is a really good game for that sort of stuff. Like, there's some very good quests. And that is stuff that I see in Cyberpunk where I'm like, you do have good quest design, I guess, where, like, the story behind them is interesting and it, it evolves. It's not just like a, oh, I don't have the tools I need to make you the armor. Go get me my tools. Like, it's Jesus. way deeper than that and interesting. Like, in Cyberpunk, there was a, a quest where uh, the mayor was murdered and the next person up or who's going to run for mayor comes to you and asks you to investigate the murder and you have to go through all this thing to investigate it and you find out, like, some twists and turns along the way. And it's just an interesting quest and I really enjoyed it. And you partner up with, like, another cop and there's corruption and crazy shit going on. And I was like, man, this is so sick. Like, this is actually yeah. a good quest the game is just full of jank where so they're definitely good at that but i ah it's tough because i don't know if i've got 120 hours including all the dlc in me you know what i mean it's funny you say all that because cyberpunk really has left a bad taste in our mouth and the one thing that can redeem cd project red govinda segue 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 is that they've announced this New Witcher, which we're calling The Witcher 4 and is currently in pre-production, will be the start of a new saga, a multi-game saga of Witcher games. And I think that's the one way they can reclaim their place because Mm. of the stinky, stinky turd that Cyberpunk left in our the middle of our living rooms. (laughs) Yeah, fully. Look, the thing that I wouldn't want them to do is completely abandon Cyberpunk because I think there's something really good there and I think they just needed time to polish the turd a little bit. Uh, (laughs) You can only polish the turd so much. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like they just need to pop out a new golden nugget rather than a turd, you know what I mean? Mm, But I I really don't want them to just abandon the, the IP just because that launch was so fucked. Like... They just need to learn from their mistakes and make it better. But I would love a new Witcher, so I'm <laughs> I'm all for that. I would like a Naughty Dog vibe, Naughty Dog vibe, where they're going from like Uncharted to Last of Us, and they're doing Cyberpunk to yeah. The Witcher. I would like something like that. It's just they take so long to make games. That Unfortunately, I could... uh, it's more of a Bethesda Skyrim Fallout. 
cycle yeah, with yeah, these yeah, guys. True. In terms of how long it's going to take, like The Witcher Four, if, unless they like if they even if they've started now, I'll see that game in twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven. If we're lucky, yeah, yeah, that's so. Like, let's be real. It's funny because like we're getting older, and I'm realizing now that I only get so many more of the games that I like again. Before. Yeah, it's like it's it's not happening anymore. I've talked about that before. That's where I really understood my mortality where i was like at a certain point i don't see final fantasy 30 or something like you know <laughs> it's like yeah like there's like how many fallout games are going to come out before i die <laughs> not many <laughs> yeah probably not like probably not honestly if they're swapping between especially now that they've got starfield in there as well like 15 years between fallout games like, uh, i'll get maybe i'll get maybe three more if i, I can still play games doesn't it make you resentful to think that, like, people, like, born today might live longer than we did? That pisses me off. No, I'm hoping that we just scrape through and technology oh, no, gonna... saves the day at the end. We've already done the damage. We did the damage in our teens, and now we've sparked. I want I just want a point where they can just put my consciousness into a computer so I, my consciousness can still play games. That would be the ideal state. And I can terrorize I children. <laughs> They're in there with you. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and I've, I've got infinitely more skill and experience in games than they do, so I just terrorize them in them, you know? I want to be like it's... the dude in World of Warcraft that just ruins the South Park kid's day. What if it's more like one of those, um, oh, there's a very obscure horror game called I Have No Lips But I Must Scream, and what if it's a situation like that where, like, you're stuck in a video game forever, but it's Fortnite? And you just have to live. You're constantly dropping. You're just constantly in the lobby, constantly dude, I would playing. Love, I would love to pwn noobs for eternity in Fortnite, dude. For an I'd eternity. Be the <laughs> That's a lot. Okay, we digress, Kale. The Witcher Four though sounds cool, and I'm into it. Yeah, we know it's not going to be Geralt, right? That's something that they yeah. said a while ago. I'm just looking at uh, Push Square's excellent coverage, Govinda. Uh, there is some theory amongst fans that this new saga will include the School of the Lynx. Of course, Geralt was of the School of the Wolf. Interesting. So, I was kind of hoping it'd be a prequel. That'd be cool. Like, what's what's uh what's his what's his trainer's name? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Now uh, I look like I'm an killing idiot. myself. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'll cut it out. <laughs> I was hoping a prequel would happen where you get to see like when the wolf, the school of the wolf, was like at its strongest. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. But anyway, <laughs> we're wishing now. Carry on. Next up, Kavinda, we have Atomic Heart, which you've apparently just discovered. I've been singing this game's praises for dozens of episodes of this show at this point. But you see, you come to me now and you say this is good. Why? Okay, no, settle down, settle down. Firstly, I've seen it before. I just saw a trailer like when they announced it. I haven't seen anything since the announcement trailer. And it's, it's coming together nicely. It looks very good. It's like mm. this like Fallout meets Bioshock Infinite meets Dead Island vibe. Because the combat looks a little janky. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I watched the whole combat trailer and I was like, this looks like no- they still have yet to perfect the melee combat in first person situation. But it looks, it looks really good. And if the story is compelling enough, I'm down. You're in like a, think Bioshock Infinite, but you're in Soviet Russia. Mm. But then you've also got like the weird like alternate past where there's like robots and stuff in it as yeah, well. Yeah, it's that Fallout thing where it's that the Fallout 60s vibe. but they have robots. And, yeah, yeah, so uh, there's a lot about this that I, I really like and it looks beautiful, at least from what I've seen so far compared to any Fallout game I've ever seen. 
you were talking about my horrific memory, and this is one of those situations where you were talking about this before we started recording, and I was like, what was the thing with that game? Like, what was the the issue, the controversy? And I, I looked it up. So, the issue with this game was it was thought to be in development hell because it just has been fucking going for years. And then it yeah, started- it was, it was meant to come out last year, I thought. Yeah. And then it sort of made everyone a little bit uncomfortable, you know, like start doing this with your collar because uh, Mundfish, the developer here, are of course Russian themselves. So mm-hmm. when the war kicked off at the start of this year, I think there was a bit of a pullback because people didn't want to be seen to be supporting a Russian developer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was Look, the which I think is a little bit rough because like Putin didn't make this game. Like, yeah, it's just some Russian developer that maybe doesn't support the war. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's been, a weird... I've been on this shit since day one. Like, once, like, Americans were banning, like, Russian chess players and stuff, you're like, come on, dudes. It's not it's not their fault. Yeah, it's- F1 did it too. But I was actually fine with it because the driver that they kicked out of F1 was a douchebag anyway. So, that actually worked out well. Oh, uh, that was just desserts then. That's what I'll yeah, say. he was such a dickhead. Oh, God. He was so bad too. His dad just bought him into a seat and he was just so bad at driving. It was wild. Um, but on this, uh, it does look really good. And we don't know when it's coming. Apparently, this winter, which always confuses me. American winter. I guess that's in the next few months. It is. I think it seems to be leaning more towards early next year, which would still yeah. be winter than, than another like one. holiday season. So, it's another one there for sure. But honestly, like... I'll way rather play this over a Dead Island... Uh, uh, not Dead Island, a Dying... Dead Space? Dead Space remake, yeah. I'll, I'll play this over that because it's new and different, you know? Me too. I think Dead Space will be the better game. I'll put my money on that. Just... It's because it's, it's a known quantity. Like, we yeah. know what Dead Space is, so you know what you're getting into. I, I would rather try something that's different, but it is something where I'm... I think it's worth waiting for reviews to come out for it. It looks really good, but maybe the, the story... If the story's bad, it's, I'm gonna, you're going to lose me. Could be a situation where um I sent you and friend of the show, Callum, that 40 minutes of the Lies of P gameplay, which is the dark Pinocchio-inspired uh, Souls-like. And I had the exact same situation where I was like, fucking hell, why couldn't Steel Rising be more like this? Mm. Like, the combat, everything about it is smoother, but it's that same, like, automaton world and everything's clockwork and... Yeah, mm. this one's just interesting being like the the current geopolitical climate and it's set in Russia at some point, which is interesting. But also, I I was wondering how they were going to even publish the game because there's sanctions all over the place. Yeah, it's, they did they did pick up Focus Entertainment as a publisher, so it yeah. seems like it's happening. My thoughts is that if they are selling this game and getting... I don't know how they're going to get money. Like, how are they going to transfer money back to the developer after the sales of this game go through. I was like, I don't understand how this is going to work. Yeah, I think they've banned American dollars in Russia. So, it's got to be like rubled and then like well, transferred. Uh, like, and- that might work out for them because it sounds like based on the value of the ruble, they'll be absolutely millionaires if they transfer US dollars into ruble. But I don't even know if that's possible. Like, I don't even think you can convert it. I don't think people can transfer money from outside Russia into Russia, as far as I remember. So, I'm it's like, so- I feel like they're just... They're just like, hey, we'll have an offshore account we can't touch until this all blows over. And then finally, maybe we can get our money for the game that we made. I, I don't know. I it's wish so I knew interesting, more about it. this run of this show, because we talked about the war when it started. And even just like today, I was reading like, 
Ukraine is kicking the shit out of Russia. They're rolling oh, it back yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like it's. I, I saw a. Um, I saw. I've been seeing stuff where Putin's actually like in the oust with his own government, and like he might be getting forced out at some point. I saw a yeah. photo of Ukrainian soldiers with Russian cap- Russian soldiers captured, and they're lined up against the wall. And like one dude's wearing like dress shoes, another dude's wearing the classic Russian issued Adidas shoes. And then you've got the Ukrainian soldiers in fully modern, like, military gear. And you're yeah. like, oh, dude, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, they are struggling. So, top that off as well. I was just reading before we started, like, Armenia's being invaded by Azerbaijan, like, right I now. I saw something about that. Yeah, yeah. And apparently yeah. it was fucking blowing off, too. Like, going crazy over there. So, shit's falling the apart. world is a wild place. Isn't it crazy to think that, like, there was a good while there where we just assumed that invasions and stuff were their thing of the past. Like, we were like, yeah. this is what the world is now and it's not going to change. And now we're like, Taiwan's looking very iffy with China. Russia's already invading Ukraine. And we've got Azerbaijan jumping in now, too. So, we're like, oh, God. Not as uh, status quo as we thought it was. <laughs> it's a scary time to be alive. <laughs> no, it really is. This but show I still just play stops. games to block it all out. Yeah, this show just stops coming out one day because New Zealand invaded. Just, just nah. China will take us first. It's like the tomorrow when the war began. That's a that book series was just telling the future. I referenced that in one of my articles. I don't think anyone picked up on it. I think that's a very Australian thing. Very Australian. Very Australian. It's a it's a very good book series if you've never read it. Darkness be my friend is the name of the first book. It's a good good title. It's a good read too. It's a good it's read. Good read. For anyone who, who doesn't know, it's just some kids who go out camping and then while they're out camping, having a good time with their friends, Australia gets invaded by like an unknown force, which is... It's essentially... Pre- it could be China or Korea, but they don't yeah, really it's say a, Yeah, it's probably China, but whatever. It's like Red Dawn, but Australian and cooler, I think. Because it's Australian and we say cunt. I don't think they do. I think that was like a teen book series too. It like was. A, it was a teen book series. Although shit does go down. I'll never. There's like a scene in oh, it yeah. where one of them they don't. They're trying not to use weapons that they've captured, but one of the kids brings along a sawn-off shotgun, and like a soldier's like peeing in a bush, and he gets scared and shoots him, and they're yeah. like covered in blood, and it's, it's fucking heavy. Well, they they end up like blowing up an oil tanker and stuff, and like yeah, it gets wild. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's good shit. We missed our lukewarm take of the week, Govinda, but Jim Ryan's got one of his own. He says that the Call of Duty offer from Microsoft is, quote, inadequate, end quote. He does indeed. And I wouldn't even call this a lukewarm take. This was a hot, hot, hot take by Jim Ryan coming out, taking shots at Microsoft. He had a statement to GameIndustry.biz and he, he said he, quote, hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion, but he feels that, quote, he needs to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought it into the public forum, end quote. He then went on to talk about the offer that Microsoft gave them about having Call of Duty on PlayStation for, quote, several more years. And he said, quote, Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality of Call of Duty experience and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. Uh, This is more of that regulatory mumbo-jumbo where they're really just trying to make it hard for that acquisition to go through. Uh, But... I, I, we said this last time. We don't have to talk about this too long because we did talk about this last time. But I, like, I don't know why Xbox would make this exclusive. It seems like it would be a bad thing for them. 
It just seems like a power play. It's like we get this and you don't. For sure, I, I can't, it honestly is. But I, I don't know. They they lose huge money on it. You can't have an acquisition of a studio. How much was it? Do you remember how much the acquisition uh, was? Sixty nine billion dollars. Sixty nine billion dollars, and then lose more than half your revenue and put it on a subscription service that, like, honestly, for me, I'm paying a dollar a month for it. like a dollar for three months. How do you expect to make that money back? And I really just don't think you're going to pull as many gamers as you need to make it worth it. And why would you... You get the benefit of putting it on Game Pass even if you leave it on PlayStation. It's weird too because I have no numbers to back this up, but it just seems anecdotally like Call of Duty is on the wane. Like, but you're, Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the latest games haven't been incredible. Warzone... Wasn't Warzone the, was good for a bit and then they ruined it. And It wasn't really the Battle Royale killer that everyone thought it was going to be. But it just sells. It just keeps selling. Like, like that's Even what games I don't, that aren't very good. That's where I'm in the minority because I haven't bought a Call of Duty game in years, but other people do. <laughs> Lots of them. And so, yeah, well, like Cold, Cold War came out and it was pretty shitty from what I could hear and that's what ruined Warzone. The, only, the last good one I remember was the Modern Warfare reboot. And that's just because it was the, the good game that they made again. And now Actually, they're doing Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> I, I had a chance to go in the Modern Warfare 2 beta, which I think is this end of this week. And I just didn't even respond to it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Just, you should have said yes and then given, you should just give me the code. No, Govinda, it's not for you. It's for the, get for the elite. <laughs> it's for the elite like me. Uh, so, look, uh, look. it just means I think the agreement that they have currently with Activision is for three years and then they would, Microsoft was offering another three years on top of that. So, it'd be six years of Call of Duty, which conceivably is six more games. I just I think at that point, just don't. Just don't. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I don't care if we don't have Call of Duty. I really don't. But I don't think it's in Microsoft's best interest to take it off PlayStation. Here's one you might care about then, Govinda. Uh there is apparently a story-focused Battlefield game in development. Now, what if what if we got a good old Battlefield again? Would that... N- no? No. It <laughs> no. wouldn't. Let me tell you why, Kale. Because Battlefield is not a story-focused franchise, and why are they trying to make it one? I think they got to do something different. a Battlefield game. No, 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 no. They don't. They did something different with Battlefield 2042, and they absolutely bottled it. Now, what they need to do is they just need to make an actual Battlefield game, like the game that every Battlefield fan wanted in the first place. Just give me a modern-day setting, not future, not past, just a modern-day Battlefield game that is like a regular old Battlefield game. Don't make it fancy. I don't want a fucking hero shooter like they tried to give us. Just give me classes and sick maps and cool weapons and let me fly a plane and drive a fucking tank. It's not that hard. I don't want a story-focused Battlefield game. That's the bit I don't play in Battlefield. It's funny because for Call of Duty, I play the story. Like the Modern Warfare campaign was actually sick. But for Battlefield, I just go straight into multiplayer. Even with, uh, what was it, Battlefield 1 that had the like, little vignettes that they did. I liked that. They I liked were cool. Those. Yeah. But really quickly, I played like two or three of them and I was like, okay, I'm going to go play multiplayer now. I actually played all of them and I'm looking here again at Push Square's uh, right up. They're saying that 2042 was actually the outlier, like Battlefield 3, 4, and Hardline all had single-player campaigns, which, to your point, though, I don't remember them. <laughs> oh, yeah, really... I didn't, like, I didn't play them. Like, I, I played Battlefield 4, but I only played multiplayer. I think I tried to play the campaign, but I just didn't 
I didn't care so much for it. But it, the campaign was a big highlight for Battlefield 4. Like, they showed it off more than the multiplayer when they were doing all the promo for it. But I don't, I don't want that. I just, like, if they're doing a story-focused Battlefield game that has a, a classic Battlefield multiplayer, I'm all in. But they don't specify that here, and that concerns me. No. And the other interesting thing is that this might be a different team. I mean, this would be Ridgeline Games, uh, which... So, it's not the EA DICE yeah. team. That's why I presume it's not going to have the multiplayer in it. And this just goes back to when I think Vince Zampella first came on to run kind of Battlefield. And they were talking about how multiple studios are going to be doing multiple different Battlefield games of all different varieties. And I don't think until we hear that EA DICE is making a Battlefield game, we're probably not getting the game that we actually want to get. Yeah. Well, look, we'll keep an eye on this one. But again, it's probably years away. So, we'll just <laughs> move right along. Here's one no one could have predicted, Govinda. Square Enix has sent Babylon's Fall to an early grave. Uh, the game will cease service in February of 2023. It launched in March of this year, so just shy of a year. Just shy of a been- year. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. That's so awesome. What a great this, story. This was always going to happen. People were dunking on this thing before it came out. It came out and was very bland. Uh, it immediately became dirt cheap. I've seen it in so many sales. Like, I've almost been uh, persuaded to pick no, it up. Kale. But no, I know, but it never happened, which you is why they're shutting down. <laughs> you straight up have a problem. No, this is uh, this is a long time coming. I'm surprised this wasn't done earlier, but I feel like it would have looked bad if they did it within six months. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so grim. Isn't Did Anthem last longer than that? Anthem's done, right? I think Anthem lasted longer, but it's for all intents and purposes, it's done. Yeah, like no one's. Who did on Anthem? That. Was that Bioware? That was Bioware. Yeah. Oh yeah, yuck. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely blew it, and it's crazy because Anthem looked so good when they sh- first showed it off. I was like, "This is gonna be amazing." I wanted to like Anthem. I was on. And that then we train. played the beta. Yeah, that's what it was. I and wanted we were like, to like that game. What is this? This is not the play. But no. I feel look. This is sad to hear, and I feel bad that, like, the three people that play Babylon's Fall are going to be sad about this, but... <laughs> they're all right. They'll move on to Destiny gonna... and be better for it. <laughs> it's really doing them a favor at this point. <laughs> Okie dokie, then. Well, now we move into our rock block of PlayStation Showcase. Oh, no, it's a state of play. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the state of play. <laughs> There's too many of these things. They're too similar. I should know better, but I don't. Let's let's start, as we always do, with high-level thoughts, Kavinda. I thought this was pretty solid. We were told we were going to get 20 minutes showing off 10 games. We got that. We actually got 12 games, by my count. Although, some are PSVR, and whether that actually counts is up to you. Uh, actually, like, I thought it was... Honestly, I thought it was pretty good. Like A lot of it didn't really... I don't really care too much about it, but there was some cool stuff in there. That I did like, again, as I mentioned at the start of the show, the PSVR stuff was really cool. They did mention PlayStation Stars in a bit more detail and showed us some stuff that you might unlock, but also some cool things about when it might come out. Uh, there was there were some games that interested me, but also, like, it skews pretty Japanese, and I'm not the heaviest Japanese kind of game gamer. Yeah. Uh, so, some of it kind of fell a little flat for me on that front. They told us that, but again, that doesn't really change the fact that there wasn't anything to your tastes here. Well, nothing. Um, there wasn't nothing. There was some stuff that definitely looked interesting to me, but things that like uh, I'd say this is like a six point five for me. Oh, six point five. I see. I yeah. think I'd probably. I think God of War uh, pushed me over the edge, and we'll we'll talk about it. But I think this is probably like a seven 
even a 7.5 for me because I do skew a little more this way. Yeah, I think for me to go higher, I would have needed something new and big to really get me going rather than a game that's coming out in less than two months that I already know yeah. about and I know I'm already buying and I know that's already going to be good. You know what I mean? And no, don't get me wrong, that trailer was bonkers, but we'll get there. Bon, bon, bonkers. All right, well, let's start with Tekken 8, which opened the show. Uh, this looks absolutely incredible graphically. Uh, this is an Unreal 5 game, as I think most things will be going forward. But Was the trailer CG or was it... it no, looks that like was gameplay. Are you that sure? Was, yeah, it, it was sh- like flashing between. Oh, yeah, some of it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. I like where that. they'd like power up and it would like close in on them like muscles like bulking up and it was so hot. <laughs> the Dragon Ball so Z style. Uh, yeah, I actually thought this looked pretty cool. I'll never play it. I haven't played a Tekken in I don't, a decade. Yeah, I don't play fighters at all. The only way you might maybe get me playing a fighter again is if, like, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai, Tenkaichi 4 was announced. Yeah, well, that'd be fun. That'd be that fun. would be fun, but they don't do it anymore. Although I did see Xenoverse 2 is on PlayStation Plus Deluxe, I think. It's so funny as well. I have to say this too, because I, I was covering this and I was in, like, the Slack channel as it was going live. I wrote the news story for this and... People are like, I was watching like the live feed and stuff and people are like, oh my God, it's Jin and Kazuya. It's going to be so exciting. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Who are these <laughs> men? <laughs> like, I have no frame Jin, of reference. Jin Sakai? Was, no. <laughs> where's the dude with the leopard head? That's the one I know. I liked him. He did like, you know. Like what was his mood. name? Yeah. Was it King? Uh, I think it was King. It was King. It was King. Yeah. I'm thinking, I, I always like, it was a Yoshimitsu kind of guy. Oh, that was, that was cheap. That stuff. Yeah, I know. That was that was. And just teleport cheap. behind people and then yeah. teleport behind them again. That was a good time. <laughs> so that was Tekken Eight. Um, we don't have a release date. Simply just a stay tuned, which is really infuriating for someone in my line of work when they say stay tuned at the end. We do know it's a PS Five, uh, I believe, exclusive. There was no PS Four listed. Simply PS. I really hope we get rid of the PS Four soon. I'm really ready. I'm over it. I, even for you, it must just be annoying to have to keep mentioning which console it's on. Let's just get to a point where that doesn't exist it's, anymore. It's so rote. You're just like available on PS5 and PS4 <laughs> for everything. <laughs> it's like you just have to. <laughs> even if it's not. It doesn't really mean anything either. It's just like there's a PS4 version. You can play it on your PS5 is usually what that means. Uh, then we got Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition, Govinda, which is a VR adventure set in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. It, it, I don't really... It's, like, it's, it's funny. Was okay. This was, this was not the part of the VR showcase that I was super hyped on, but it looks kind of... It looks good and interesting, but I just don't... It looks kind of like a shooting gallery. It reminds me of, like, Time Crisis in an arcade. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually, like, kind of don't even remember this, and I watched this this morning. And some of it looks pretty janky. I don't know. I don't really know what to think of this. It doesn't blow me away, and it feels like just another Star Wars thing to make money because the name Star Wars is in it. Because the mo- the beast must be fed. <laughs> yeah, because Disney needs more money. <laughs> so, I was a little underwhelmed by that. I wonder how you feel about this then. Then we got Demio, which was another PSVR 2 title. This is sort of like a Dungeons & Dragons tabletop experience. It looks interesting. This looks cool. I actually really did yeah. like this. This was the part of the VR showcase that I was talking about specifically because I saw this and I was like, that is a p- really cool idea to implement yeah. like a D&D in VR thing because you don't have to use your imagination anymore because my imagination died after I was like, what, 12, 13 for sure. So now I don't need to and someone can do it for me. And I, I liked this. This looked cool. 
Yeah, no, I, I liked this too. This is the kind of thing that would sell VR for me because I don't have to be around a bunch of stinky nerds in order to get my um my desired role-playing experience without the stinky nerds. I wonder if it is something you could play multiplayer. Do they specify if this is multiplayer? Because that was what I was seeing. I was like, this would be cool to play with like a few people and have a sick little campaign going if that's what it is. Uh, it is specifically, and it's cross-play too. So you could play it with people on different platforms as well. Yeah, cool. Is it only VR? I believe... Oh. Oh, no. There will be a PS5, a regular flat screen version, they're saying. Ooh, what are we, poor? Yeah, well, I mean, we are. <laughs> no, I will be. I don't, and I, don't know, I don't know how I can afford a PSVR when it comes out. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be so s- expensive here, dude. I want a Steam Deck. God damn it, I want a Steam Deck. I'll buy a Steam Deck over VR immediately, given the option. Yeah, I guess. You're probably right. Moving right along. Uh, next we got, uh, let me get this right. This is Like a Dragon Ishin. Ryoga Gataku for the uh, Japanese speakers out there, which Govinda is, of course, Japanese for like a dragon. That's right. You got it. You got it. This one's fun. I don't know if you caught this, and I don't know how familiar with Yakuza you are, but all this is, this is Kazuma Kiryu, the main character from the Yakuza games, but they've taken him back to the 18th century, and he is inhabiting the role of a real-life historical figure but it's the same man facially and the same voice as the main character from the Yakuza game. <laughs> as like, like Yakuza like a dragon? So the, the like a dragon Or you dragon mean like Yakuza is, Zero, Yakuza, like the original Yeah, like Yakuza's. the original brawlers, but with swords. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, look, it looks kind of cool. I didn't like love it, honestly. I, it's funny because you can really see how there's like these cyclical games like we had a zombie era for a little while there now we're really getting into japanese like samurai kind of stuff yeah it is we're gonna get a few more yet but uh yeah yeah i think ghost of tsushima came out at the perfect time because they were really on the forefront of this wave of feudal japan samurai games but it looks looks interesting it looks put a pin in that because we're going to talk about that specifically in a minute but this one i'll play this i'm here for this like i'm in the pocket for this studio. Like, they got me with Like a Dragon, which, again, it's confusing. That was the turn-based JRPG that came out last year, I believe. This is a game that came out in 2014, only in Japan, that has been remade and is coming to the West. But it's a different... It's like a brawler. It's not a turn-based JRPG. Yeah, it looks interesting. I don't know. The the combat that you see, and you don't see a whole lot of it in, like, actual gameplay... It looks a little Dynasty Warriors for me, but hopefully it's a little bit better than that. I do like him just hanging around with a six-shooter pistol. I do appreciate that. It's just so over the top. I love how it's like the Japanese Old West. Yeah, it's ludicrous. But uh, anyway, let's move right along. Then we got a brief snippet of Hogwarts Legacy and the exclusive mission, which uh, has uh, Harry. Oh no, not Harry. Um, just whoever you are uh, exploring. Ron, uh, a haunted Hogsmeade. You're exploring a haunted Hogsmeade. I'm looking at this now and I kind of can't remember this trailer either. I think I was like distracted when this was happening. You're the, you're the worst. Uh, it's fine. It's just like an extra. All it is is just PlayStation is getting an exclusive quest and you get to, and you get to explore a haunted Hogsmeade shop and that is something exclusive to PlayStation. So if you want it, buy a PlayStation and buy this game. Do it. Get it done. This looks good. Again, it's like one you don't really need to talk about. We're going to get this one. We're going to play yeah, it. We're going to have a good you time. You get chased by mannequins. So, 
be ready I for that. I am a little bit scared of mannequins, so that affects me. Moving on. Next, we got uh, Pacific Drive, which was a... Um, what was the, the term for this they used? It's it's escaping me now. It's like a... It's not a roguelike. It's a roadlike <laughs> because you're in a car in an apocalyptic world. You're driving a car and you need to survive radiation, the extreme weather, and otherworldly monsters. Dude. This looked cool. I was into this, but I know you're not I a big driving too. game kind of guy, but it looks really cool. It has like the kind of art style, like uh, Firewatch kind of reminds me of Firewatch in that sense, but it looks really interesting and cool. And I was, I was super into it. And there was a moment where you were out of the car, at least for like a moment. So I don't know if there's yeah. some kind of outdoor exploration to it as well. I don't think you're just in the car the entire time, but I'm, I was really interested in this and like what was going on and the art style is beautiful. I was loving it. Certainly different. And um, yeah, this is a PS5 exclusive. Uh, oh, sorry. At least I don't know that it's exclusive. It's not on PS4 is what I mean. And the, Next um, gen exclusive or current gen exclusive. Current, it's, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Yeah, to- well, it is. Games, man, I tell you. But it looks really cool. I was... I was very into this, and I like I like the left some mystery in the trailer because I don't you don't really know why the world is crumbling and attacking you and falling apart, but it looks really cool. I was into it. Yeah. Then we got a brief little snippet about PS Stars, which I still think is a pretty cool little program. This is your uh, rewards program where you're earning collectibles. We learned that you can display them in a virtual case, which is very exciting to me yeah and they showed a few of the little collectibles you can get so it looks like a couple of characters and that you can get or there's like a ps3 like very similar to astro astro that's the one yeah the the launch game with playstation that you get pre-installed where you can go and collect all those cool little like memorabilia things from sony's past but look i don't even care so much about those i just want give me some give me some credits in the playstation store god damn it yeah, that's uh, cool. But the other the other bit of news that was announced by the head of marketing, I her name eludes me, is that this is launching very soon. This is coming out in Asia by the end of September and then rolling out in the weeks beyond that to the rest of the world. So expect this if, in the next month or two. Yeah, I wonder if we'll be in that Asia or are we Europe? <laughs> I'm trying to remember how PlayStation Plus rolled out. I think we were in Asia. I think we did okay. count as Asia. So, we'll see. I, it just means you'll, we'll probably have this by the end of October at the latest, I'd imagine. That's cool. I'm looking forward to Which this. Which is this cool. Is long overdue. Just in time for the end of this year and next year game purchases to be worth something extra for me. Yeah. <laughs> Start racking it up. Then we got the sci-fi shooter Sin Duality, uh, which is very anime. It has a colorful young lady and her mech <laughs> companion. And that's basically all I really remember from it. It looked kind of cool. I actually didn't <laughs> it, didn't mind this. No, this one did look good. This was one of the ones that I thought looked pretty interesting to me. I I find mech games usually just don't do it for me for whatever reason. Like I remember playing old Armored Cores and they just didn't. They there was something missing for me. I don't know what it was, but this yeah. actually looks like they've looks kind of cool. And I was I was pretty into it. So the art knows? style rubs me a little bit the wrong way, but the gameplay looked pretty solid. Yeah, I kind of felt the same. The mech itself looks a little bit fat for me. You know, like I want it to be a little sleeker and cooler, but it's a bit round and I didn't love are you, that. Are you familiar with the Star Ocean games or fantasy I'm stuff? I'm not familiar. Like I know mm. of them. I've never there's played a bit, them. So. There's a bit of that going on with the character models and that's uh, no bueno for me. <laughs> but the combat looks cool. I, I do appreciate it. I like that they're actually holding guns rather than using like gun arms, you know? I, I don't yeah. know why, but I do appreciate that. That's cool. 
Then we got uh, what was formerly Project Eve, a Korean-developed game. It is now known as Stellar Blade. This looks really good. This was another um, Unreal Engine 5 game. And it's really, like, starting to look next-gen, even though it's current-gen. Go to... Uh, do you have the video in front of you at the moment? Yeah, I do. If you go to, like, 47 seconds and just watch that for a little bit, you'll see a, a great highlight of some great tech that, the, that they've got going in there. Oh, is that the jiggle physics? It's the jiggle physics. I love that they you don't even have to point it out very good jiggle physics. <laughs> uh, look, it does look very good, like... Fidelity wise, but I just I, I'm at a point now in my age where I'm like, why do they have to dress them like this? Yeah, it's a bit much. I, yeah. I thought that myself. I was like, why does she have to wear the skin type bodysuit? Can and it like, just why be... is this one wearing something that looks to me like is the 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 highest waisted like G string kind of thing? Like I don't know, like what what's what's the deal with this? You know, it is why? It, it is fascinating. Where like I kind of you know I'm sitting in here playing this, like my wife walks in, and I just like feel like a, you know to play, like I want to play this. Yeah. Game. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, do you need to? Does the does the skin tight suit need to go into her butt it, so it, much? It, you know what I mean? Mm, like, do you really need to do that? It does. It's just a bit much for me sometimes. And it is one of those games where that's going to be like part of the reason. If I don't play it, that's part of the reason. Yeah. Because I don't, again, I don't want people walking in just seeing me like ogle butts that are jiggling perfectly in Unreal Engine Five. You don't you know want them I mean? to walk in and see you furiously masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it really. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's too tempting. Too tempting. Then we got Rise of the Ronin, and now this one is where things begin to get interesting. Govinda, this is a new game. This is what you wanted. This is a PlayStation exclusive, but it looks a lot like Ghost of Tsushima, and like a dragon, Ishin, and Assassin's Creed. There's literally like at the start of the trailer, you have a. An it's a eagle or a hawk flying through, which is like the classic iconography from Assassin's Creed. Uh, and then there's even like, it It looks very much Assassin's Creed to me. I was watching, I was like, you are an assassin and you're going to climb all those rooftops in that city you're ever looking. It's for sure. fascinating to me too, because I'm such a fucking nerd and I know this. This is, all these games are set in the same time period. This is during the 1800s. This is after the samurai era. This is when Westerners come to Japan and it changes, like guns are introduced and, you know, the isolation period ends. It's very interesting that they're all set during, like, Ghost of Tsushima is set in, like, 1200. Like, this is 600 years after that. They go through the town, right? And it's like, on one side, it's like a very traditional Mm. Japanese town. Then on the other side, you have an American flag flying. So, like, just as a quick fucking history lesson, Japan went really isolationist for like 200 years they wouldn't let anyone in they didn't want any outside ideas they just wanted to do what they did until an american admiral who i believe's name was perry turned up with a fucking gunboat and was like open the harbor we're trading and they said no and he just started shelling tokyo until they did and that's where the phrase gunboat diplomacy comes from because <laughs> you just roll in <laughs> and uh and yeah, suddenly you've got the British, the French, and the Americans flooding Japan with modern ideas and all these railways start popping up and it's the end of traditional Japan. It's just mm. fascinating that they've all decided to take place there. I will say this, though. We come to a very interesting situation where this is developed by Team Ninja who, you know, they've been around for a long time. They made the Neo games um, most recently. I really like them. But now we find ourselves in a situation where we have a Japanese studio making a game about Ronin, Masterless Samurai, 
that is immediately going to be compared to Ghost of Tsushima, who was made by a Western studio. They're English. And it's just going to be a weird situation where we're like, who does the better samurai game? Which will be immediately compared to the recently announced Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. And we know nothing about that. Which is made by a French yeah, developer. Yeah, that's like, we only have a very, <laughs> at least here we see gameplay and this looks great. I, yeah. I think of the three, that's probably going to be the weakest one. <laughs> this, again. <laughs> Something to mention as well is is this is actually a uh, PS5 console exclusive. Mm. So, at least it'll probably be on PC. But uh, for consoles, this is a, seems like a third party exclusive that they've snatched Special up. shout out to the, um, God, that one kill animation where he has the bayoneted rifle and he stabs him in the chest, spins around yeah. and shoots him with it. It looks incredible. Yeah, dude, this one looks really cool. I, I saw this and I was like, uh, even just like the title logo stuff looks sick. He jumps off the cliff onto like a glider that he, I was like, yes, dude. But I'm yeah, you're, you're right though, because that's so Assassin's Creed. Yeah, so this one's further out. This is a 2024. So this one's... Yeah, we're not getting this for a little while. Kind of glad, to be honest. Kind of glad. Oh, yeah, me too. Saturate the market and then all of a sudden... It's, although you worry that you're going to miss that wave of samurai games being popular, well, you know? You don't want people... Imagine, like, people burning out on them before you get there and you're like, oh, another one. Could Ooh. happen, but look, we will see when we see. It's got some, like, Sekiro vibes too because he's got, like... Maybe it's not a grappling hook, but he uses it to, like, hook enemies pull and himself. stuff like that. I don't know. It looks really, really good. This was the one I was like, oh, what a game. What do you think about that uh, God of War Ragnarok DualSense controller? Blue. I hate any... I hate these sort of things. I, I hate them. I've never liked one. Yep. I've never seen one and been like... Yes, I don't I like to that. be so bound to one game like i don't want yeah. the controller i it's play for everything dog. to be a god of war controller even though i yeah, actually kind of like this me. one i like the wolves i like the blue i like it simple i like that the like but i just it would never be something i would buy in a million years i never like people who buy like the the, the spider-man playstation yeah like, no that's Why crazy would you do that to yourself yuck dude. my, my no, playstation just, is behind no. my tv and i can't see it and that's how i want it it just looks like I have a TV <laughs> and just a controller. I love that. Oh, dude. Yeah. Not for me. I like everything. Like, honestly, even me having a white PS5 controller, a white dual sense, I'm like, oh, no. Be darker and more <laughs> inconspicuous. Get out Sleeker. of here. <laughs> but something that I do want to play with, Kale, the is way- God oh, of War Ragnarok. That's right. You really uh, fucking stole the wind out of my sails there, didn't you? Yeah, dude. But dude. that trailer is amazing. Yeah, this is how they closed the show, and it was a, a goddamn banger from front to back. And I think we've kind of talked about this. Like, I didn't really have a lot of hype for it. This is where it began this morning when I saw this trailer. This is where I was like, oh, God. Yeah, there is more to this than... Oh, it looks yes, so and I'm so excited to see where they go with the story because I forgot how fucking good that first one is at the end, like... The things you learn and like, yeah, yeah what they're going to do with it. I was saying to um the guys at Push Square, I love so much that they've gone with the the mythologically accurate Thor, who is a big fucking round boy and he's an idiot. Big yeah, he's fatty. just like a super aggressive yeah. <laughs> psycho. He's not Chris Hemsworth. He's not like a handsome- <laughs> I was going to say, you, you don't miss Chris no, Hemsworth. No, <laughs> and I love that he's just like that dude. And it's going to be so good to see them throw down. 
Yeah, when they cl- they close on the shot, and I think it's him the throwing axe. Cradle throwing the Leviathan axe at Mjolnir, and they collide, and then it just cuts. And I'm so like, good. Oh, yes, there was a point in the trailer where you see them fighting two Valkyries at once, and I literally had like PTSD, and I was like, oh, oh no, not again, God. please, not again. Nah, no, I've been through Elden Ring now. <laughs> I'm fine. That's fine for me. It's a whole different beast. It's actually crazy because there was a point maybe last year where I did start playing God of War again. Uh, and like just getting back into the combat was like a, a yeah. whole thing. It, it was a whole thing I had to figure out. So it'll be interesting. I will say, and this is going to be maybe unpopular, but I hate the Blades of Chaos. I mean, I think they're average. I've kind of come around. I'm sort of on a uh, on a flail kick at the moment. So yeah, like when I was playing Steel Rising, I sort of had this like chain weapon. I've been playing a little bit of Elden Ring on and off. I'm using a flail there. I kind of like the chained weapon at the moment. Mm. See, my thing with the Blades of Chaos is I feel like it ties it, it 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 ties it too much to the original games that this tried so hard to yeah. re, relaunch and and go again. And I even p- when you get them in the first game, it they never feel as satisfying as the axe by a long margin. You know, like the axe hits hard, and the blades always feel like they kind of just like just cut through things, and you don't really feel them as much. I, so I don't know. I, just I will them. say, like even as someone that didn't play the original, I never played the old god of war games that was like during my xbox times or whatever but that whole fucking lead up because you know what he's going to get but that whole part of the game where you go back to get them is so good and just like that the music in this trailer like just like the chanting and like the deep voices in the background you're just like yes (laughs) give it to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah no this was uh i feel like you know there was a while where we were like oh man i just haven't heard about anything from god of war for too long like i'm concerned about it i'm like they just didn't want to blow their lo- load, you know? Like, they're just here and they're like, okay, so we're two months out. Now let's start let's I start do. hyping it up now. Because you don't want the hype yeah, to you fizzle. Don't, you don't want, you don't want it to fizzle. fizzle. I think I'd, I could do with one more trailer before release. and But any more than that, we start getting into, like, Forbidden West territory where you're like, stop showing it. We're going to play it now. It's Yeah, exactly. I'm glad they haven't done, like, a, a God of War state of play they where still they just might. show, like, 20 minutes I of I could God see of them War. doing it. I, do, I hope they don't. I really hope they, they shouldn't. Yeah, I, they really shouldn't. I don't think they mm. need to. I don't think they need to. It is just, like, this is, like, their number one, number one franchise at the moment that they have. Like, it's probably, it's more popular than Last of Us. Like, this is the franchise. So, I don't know if they really need to, but they probably will. That's just what they do every single time. But that was it. That was the state of play, and it was a good one because it didn't outstay its welcome. We got in and out, and we got some good little trailers, and there was just no, really no filler. Like, even the VR stuff was No, not really. Interesting. Like a couple of, like, the, the Star Wars thing I thought was pretty meh, and, like, I don't know. Some of it just was a bit average. Like, I don't know. I feel like the controller was a bit of a filler. and the That's fair. Hogwarts Legacy uh, bonus quest thing for us was a bit of a filler, but it was a pretty good one overall. I'm, I can't complain too much. Which actually makes them two for two because the last one was really solid as well. I remember liking that. Yeah, I'm running out of... Uh, I forget what we're up to with Stadia Yays and Stadia I believe A's, we actually so. tried to look and see what how how we were doing on the last ones. I think we've done two, three State of Nays and one State of Yay. So, Okay, so this will probably be a This will be a State of Yay, yay okay, part cool, cool, two cool, electric cool, cool. boogaloo. Well, we can't keep doing part two because then we'll have to do like part three and stuff. That's just so. how it is. <laughs> it's just state of yay. Two. It's state of yay. Roman two. numerals. Because if it was state of yay three, if it was state of yay one part mm. two, that would make more sense. But you can't do state of yay two part two because we haven't had a part That's one. That's true. Yeah. So let's no, not no, complicate no. it. I'm so sorry you had to listen to us <laughs> we'll, like that. We'll sort it oh, out. Forgive me. 
But this has been the 67th episode of Long Live Play. I hope you've enjoyed your time as much as we've enjoyed ours. That is my niece <laughs> in the background screaming at me to get the fuck off this podcast. And you know what? For one, I agree. I've been me. Kale has been him. Please leave us a review if you've gotten this far because it means you've liked us. Please. I'm begging you. Please. Please. And goodbye. Goodbye.